This is the Build Your Best Family Podcast. Today's episode is five tips for developing leadership skills in children. We're Carl and Kimberly Amici, and we're here to help you live a life of purpose with the ones you love. And become the family you were meant to be. Developing leaders doesn't happen by accident. It takes intention and strategy to develop the people who we are entrusted to care for. In episode 87, called The Six Leadership Skills Every Parent Needs, we touched on this idea that parents are leaders. So even though many of us may not necessarily have traditional leadership roles at work or even in our community, leadership skills are so important, especially when we are raising families. And it's not only good for us to have leadership skills as parents, but it's amazing for our children to have them as well. You know, there's this saying that you're not raising kids, you're raising adults. And I think as common and cliche as that is, it's 100% true. The people that are in my home, my children that I'm entrusted to take care of and lead and guide and nurture, they're going to be adults. And this part of their life is such a small portion of their, their lives. And the things that we're instilling in them, the examples that we're setting, they're going to carry with them. And we're definitely starting to feel the weight of that as we see our kids who are older do more and more things on their own, but also as they are potentially entering in the next phase of their life, which for our oldest is college. We're getting them ready for the future. And for us, the future is right around the corner. This isn't just about our strong leadership in our home, but of course, that's the foundation. It's it's really about building other leaders that can lead as well. We need to build kids for the future. And again, it's a small amount of time they really are spending with us for the rest of their lives. And so we really have a really important job in the leadership skills that we're teaching, not only to parents, but how parents can work with their children, their family culture are are the foundations for what's going to set your children up for success in the future. Yeah. And as a family, who knows what they want their family culture to be? You can be mission focused and minded when developing children instead of task driven. So it's, it's not necessarily about doing all the right things to get all the right results. It's not about behavior modification. It's about developing our children into leaders, into adults. The main thing I like to think about leadership is is good leadership builds other good leaders Mm -hmm. underneath. Yeah. And you really have to have that mindset Mm -hmm. um, when, when you're going about trying to be a good leader for the people that you're influencing. Yeah. So there's a couple of things that leadership skills do for children. And the first thing is that it allows them to have control of their lives and the ability to make things happen. I see this often with my children, and this is something that I've personally want them to learn is that they have control over their future. They have control over how they react to a situation. They have control over whether or not they solve a problem or become a victim of a problem. They have control over the choices that they make when it comes to their friends, their schoolwork, the activities that they get involved with. And I want them to know that they have control and that they're just not meant to go along with life. Another thing that leadership can do in your home is instill confidence, which helps your children solve problems creatively, work in a team, and work collaboratively with others. 
this being extremely important, especially in our house, because if you have a house with three children, they need to actually take those three different personalities, as wonderful as they are, Mm -hmm. and think creatively when they don't agree on things. How are they going to solve problems? Same thing with their friends and their friend group. How are they going to agree on one particular thing to do as a group mm-hmm. and how and how how are they going to react to something that maybe they disagree with mm-hmm. yeah I think it requires a lot of practice to be in those sort of group settings. I know that they do a lot of group work at school leadership skills give us confidence to speak up and contribute and make suggestions and be a part of solutions for sure. And that takes a lot of practice. I mean, there's a lot of grown-ups that are still tr- trying to figure out how to do that. And another thing that leadership skills do is that they give children many opportunities to develop responsibility. And I think that is so important. I want my kids to know that their choices have an impact, that when they make a choice, there is cause and a, and a action a reaction and so once they practice being responsible for their choices once they practice being responsible for their contribution and they can take responsibility for it it's just gonna serve them well as they get older and they have to make choices without us and they have to make choices on their own and so practicing taking that responsibility is huge in leadership Now, as parents, I think it's really important when we're developing leadership to resist the urge to make life too comfortable for our kids. I do have a tendency to want to make things better for them. I have a tendency to want to give them what I didn't have, but I have to step back sometimes and allow them to solve their own problems, allow them to even suffer the consequences of the choices that they've made that we've maybe advised them against, not make things so easy for them. They have an impact on what their life is. They actually have control over their lives and they have the ability to steer it in the way that they want to go. A delegation of authority is a, is a great way to build leadership. It's having, even if a child, they can do it 50% as good as you do, 60% as good as you do. You give them different roles and responsibilities because Mm -hmm. they'll rise to the occasion. They can have ownership and start making decisions for themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we touched on that in previous podcasts that I can link to in the show notes, but empowering the kids is really, really important. And and learning to let go of control is a huge part of that. Mm -hmm. And as we're developing leadership in our kids, we have to be intentional about it. There are certainly teachable moments, but really being intentional is setting them up on purpose with opportunities to develop the leadership skills, creating opportunities on purpose that allow them to use and develop their leadership skills. You, you are what you, you know, see and experience most of the time. And so a big part of our role is to try to model leadership to them, but also things like delegation and giving responsibility. If you want your kids to develop leadership skills, it's never too late and it's never too early to start this. If you have an idea of what the end is, what it is that you're trying to build within them in mind, you can reverse engineer it and create and look for opportunities in order to bring out and develop those leadership skills. Obviously, the younger, the better. I think even really small kids can start to learn what it means to be a leader and take responsibility. But you can start it later too. With our kids, I find that there are sometimes areas where I'm like, wow, we kind of missed it and we haven't really developed this area for them, but we still have time. They still live under our roof. What are some of the ways that we can start to hone in on those skills we want them to develop? 
Yeah, strong leadership skills, I believe, are developed. They're not just born into the children. Now, obviously, each child has different personality types, and obviously that factors in to different things. However, you are developing leaders, and good leaders can be developed and they can learn that first in the home. They don't have to learn leadership when they get a job. Yeah. Do you want to know what your loved ones really think of you? We've created the Family Retreat Packet to help you connect with one another and get honest feedback on how you're doing as a family. It's like a 360 peer review, but for families. It takes the guesswork out of planning because it includes everything you need to host your own family retreat, such as a sample itinerary, a packing list, and activity suggestions. Go to www.buildyourbestfamily.com forward slash shop and for only $4.99, you can download the Family Retreat Packet and host your own family retreat. So we have five tips that we think helps develop leaders within our kids. And the first one is to help them become self-aware. Now, self-awareness is the foundation of growth. We've talked about um, in previous podcasts about family meetings that we have. We've talked about doing family retreats or, in other words, a 360 peer review with our kids. And that's also that not only them, but us can develop self-awareness and eliminate any blind spots that we might have. Why self-awareness is so important? is because if you don't know how if you don't know that you have a problem you can't fix it and if you don't know where you're weak then how are you supposed to get better and develop those areas and so this idea of self-awareness is really really important and so for us it might look like just conversations with our kids about common threads we see in their behavior just letting them know okay so this isn't the first time this has happened or you know, you have a tendency to forget X, Y, and Z when you're under pressure. So let's take a step back. Let's notice those things about you and how you react to things. And let's see if we can change course. Let's see if we can develop those areas. Yeah, the one thing that I wanted to point out, and we've covered this in past, which is the family treat. So a big key in leadership and developing leadership is safety and trust. You have to have safety and trust to build up good leaders. So a lot of the the family retreat that we do that we spoke about, and we can link to that in the show notes. And those type of situations are set up to make sure that you have a trusting relationship where you can give good feedback, whether it's a family business meeting or it's family retreat, that you can trust that people are going to listen to you and trust that they're going to not get mad at you if you do mm-hmm. something wrong and you're you're honest about your opinions or and if you disagree that you can disagree and still you mm-hmm. know not have negative consequences mm-hmm. um, so there's there's a big trust element and that creates a safety yeah. yeah yeah those regular reviews we do really do give us an opportunity to put language around their strengths and weaknesses and it gives us an opportunity to talk to them about it and when it comes up later on throughout the year they know exactly what we mean you know they say people don't know what they don't know and if kids don't know how to be self-aware if we don't know how to be self-aware and if we don't teach them how to be self-aware, they're not going to know how they can grow. They're not going to know how they can develop. Well, an important part of that I wanted to add on top of it is that they actually give us feedback. So that's how we can grow as mm-hmm. well because they give good, honest feedback to us. And the, some of the things that, let, let, let's be honest, we're not perfect. So we get things wrong. So mm-hmm. it's that feedback loop with them and us mm-hmm. so that we can become better parents, leaders, for them, mm-hmm. but they know that we're in it with them. Yeah. 
So as parents, it's our job to help them understand how to become self-aware. And so we can put tools into their hands. Like we talked about the 360 peer review. There's different assessments out there. And even though you may have younger kids, as they get older, you could start to look at even what their love languages are. That's a form of self-awareness, having them understand how they feel loved. Our kids are getting older and we're starting to talk to them about the Enneagram. And they're starting to learn that, you know, we're not necessarily typing them, but we're starting to teach them that there are people that have different personalities and they're wired differently and that's okay. But as long as you know where you're starting from, you can make strides and make changes. The second tip we have is developing trusting relationships. It's important that our kids trust that we really do care about them. Simon Sinek said that a team is not a group of people that work together. A team is a group of people that trust each other. And if you can build uh, trust in, in within a family or within an organization, there's so much growth that's able to take place, but also leadership that's allowed to develop. So people believe that we have their best interest at heart when trust is developed. And so as we have deeper and more intentional relationships with our kids, we can speak into their lives and they can trust us. As a parent, if you have a me-focused leadership approach, it creates skepticism. And so the people that you're leading don't necessarily trust you. But when you have a you-focused leadership perspective, it creates trust, right? So you're shifting, you're taking the shift off of I am important to you are important. And when we lead our kids well, and when we teach them that they're important, and we put trust in them and in their abilities and in who they are becoming, then they have the ability to grow. When they... And I, you, you said this, but it's when they trust that we have their best interests at heart. Mm-hmm. It's 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 easy to receive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's where you can get maximum learning. But we have to execute that well. Yeah. So number three is stretch them where they are. And so I like this one because I've always felt that people have had to have skin in the game in order to grow and learn. I know for me, when I first graduated from college, I definitely had skin in the game. I put myself in a position where I had to make it on my own. And if I didn't, I was in a lot of trouble. And so because I did that, I was able to really step up in places that I need to step up. And so we believe that people grow best when they're in the game. So don't make it too cushy for them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like we said before, don't make it so comfortable that they have no reason to grow or no reason to solve problems and that they can just cruise. If it's too easy and you feel like, well, the family could survive without me because I'm really not doing anything anyway, that's mm-hmm. really where danger comes into into mm-hmm. play and you definitely need to avoid Yeah. You know, we talked about this before, and I think what you're referencing, too, is like the part that our kids play when it comes to taking care of the house. And that's super duper important. I often say, this is your house, too. This isn't just our house. And we can hang out with your friends, and we can have families over, and we can do the things we do because we all chip in and make it possible, right? But I think something that's important to keep in mind, too, is that The people in our lives are not a means to getting things done, but the getting things done, the living of the daily life, the hosting people, taking care of our home, that is the means to developing and growing our people. So that's just a simple perspective shift that 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 allows us to help them take ownership of what it is that we're all trying to do together. 
We taught, we've taught our kids through various ways, but we've taught our kids that, look, we host families as a family um, and together. And that requires a commitment from the kids as well. Yeah. And, and back again to this idea of empowering, like taking risks on the people in our lives, taking risks on our kids and pushing them out of their comfort, comfort zone and allowing them to take on responsibilities in the home that we might not at first think is possible for them to take on. So giving them permission to fail and in the failing is when they learn and the failing is when they figure out what works best for them. And I think in the failing, they become self-aware as, as well. I think we should be erring on the side of empowering our kids and not necessarily controlling them. And number four is asking questions. When we ask questions, we help people grow more so than when we give them the answers. So that includes learning to listen more than we speak. And a lot of things, especially as my kids are getting older, I'm trying to ask more questions and listen more. What we're trying to say here is that you, in a way, as parents, you're coaching your children and you've coached your children through questioning. I get this wrong quite often, which is you tell your kids what you're doing wrong. You are more direct in addressing them versus trying to talk through questions. You're very good at this, Kim, and, and I think it's really helpful from a leadership perspective to, to walk through questions that are non-confrontational. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a good non-confrontational, easy way to learn, easy way to build trust, but through, through, through the questionings. Yeah, and people retain truth when they discover it rather than when it's dumped on them themselves. Going back to what we just previously said, like when they fail and they get an epiphany of how they could have done it better, that's going to stick with them more than us telling than them. Us telling them. Right. Yeah. And there's certainly a time and a place for parental instruction and insisting things be done a certain way and in a certain time. There's absolutely 100% a place for that. But when it comes to growth and personal development and and as they're figuring out how to do things, we've got to give them that little bit of space. I think there's a lot of things that they can discover on their own, whether it's through mistakes or whether it's through an intentional conversation that draws things out of them. We can lead them gently into the truth, the truth of like where they should be. So questions like, what is, what did you learn? What would you do differently next time? And what would you tell other people who are doing the same thing as you? That starts to get their brain moving. And that's super important because these guys it's it's like you brought this up in the beginning part is which is you retain by doing and part mm-hmm. of doing is thinking through mm-hmm. what you could have done differently and if you come up with the epiphany as you called it mm-hmm. of what you could have done differently they're going to retain it and if they retain it that's that's the goal if you just tell them they're likely to go in one ear and out the other mm-hmm. yeah and, and I think what's important to uh, this particular point is to create a safe environment and to not be people who interrupt, be so quick to say what's in our head or so quick to stop them in their thought process. Because I, I know for me, I'm a verbal processor and I might need to say something or explain something and then go, oh, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. And I think our kids at times do need to do that as well. And tip number five that I think is really important is that people need to own their own development. So this means that 
our kids need per- permission to fail, room to rise, and to understand that we're not seeking perfection, but we're seeking growth. And so when we enter any scenario with our kids, and we know that what we want to come out of any type of situation where there might be a conflict or a struggle or even a disappointment is to is for growth to be the end product of it. Um, again, this is different from needing them to be obedient and in certain scenarios, but there are many times when we can take a step back and use it as a growth experience, use it as a way to seek growth instead of getting hung up on it, not being done perfectly, not being done exactly the way we would have done it. It's all about empowering. You do stress the point that uh, perfection is not the goal. And all of this stuff, building leaders, being a better leader, takes time. It's something that you're intentionally trying to do. You get it wrong sometimes, but you're self-reflective and you look back and you adjust. If you're in a home that supports this and supports leaders and leadership development, you'll get this right over time. That doesn't mean you'll get every step correct. Mm-hmm. And you know, so if I, if I were to end this episode with a challenge, it would be to understand what the end game is, understand what your values are, and let that guide you in any situation that you find yourself in. I was talking with a friend recently, and she was in a quandary about how they should handle a situation. And what I encouraged her to do was to ask her, what is it that she wants her son to learn from this? And then start to make the decisions. Then start to figure out what choices are worth making or how they should handle the situation. And I think that's true for most of what we do in culture. Going back to those values, going back to whatever it is that we think is important and say, okay, are we... How are we? How do we want to come out at the end of this experience? Are we making decisions just because we are quick to satisfy other people? Are we making decisions so we can be done with whatever scenario we find ourselves in? Or are we making decisions and following through with our children in ways that really point them towards growth? Build Your Best Family has a great website, but do you know an even better one? my wife's. She's been at this blogging thing for a while now, and she's got a lot of smart things to say about faith, family, and community. Aw, thanks, babe. When you're all done listening to this episode, head over to KimberlyAmici.com and see what I'm talking about. And don't forget, family culture is not about perfect. It's about purpose. Hey, that's my line. To learn more about Build Your Best Family, go to BuildYourBestFamily.com.